0: Das ist der MMA-Love-Podcast, OG-MMA-Podcast auf schweizerdeutsch. Seit 2009, Never Surrender. Ich bin der Matthias, der spirituelle Leader von den Hardcore-MMA-Fans in Zentraleuropa. Euer Co-Host, the one and only Granddaddy vom Schweizer Kampfsport, der B-Man, Vladimir Baumann. What's up?
1: Hallo Merze, hallo zusammen. Wie geht's dir? Mir geht's gut. Ich äh, bin äh, ein bisschen geschlissen für heute. Ich habe wieder mal meinen Sohn können dazu überreden, dass er mit mir ein bisschen rollt. Und das ist eine äh, gute Entscheidung, aber irgendwie auch eine ermüdende Entscheidung. Also nachher bin ich recht kaputt. Weil Die Jungen, die haben einfach Kraft, die
0: habe ich nicht. Mehr. Tears. Tears have been shed.
1: Ja, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For the podcast today, we will have to switch to our um famous Swiss English. Yes, American and English speaking listeners all over the world will rejoice about this choice, but um it is a good thing that we switch because our honorary guest today is a trailblazer of Swiss MMA and also Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu of course. He I'd say m- the most successful people in our sport have somewhat and somewhat crossed path with him. Um he's a fourth degree black belt in BJJ and um He's also an MMA pioneer in Switzerland. Uh, he fought in the Shooto circuit in Europe and Japan. He is a multiple Pro Shooto champ, the Ultimate Combat UK champ, the Swiss Las Vegas champ, the Cage Wars champ, an IBJJF champ. I maybe uh, I, I'll stop now because it, I won't I won't be able to go all through this. And it is with great pleasure to introduce to all of you Augusto Frotto. Hi, Augusto.
2: Hi guys! Hi guys! Uh, it's a pleasure to to be with you guys, and I hope that we do an interesting interview for the new generation who does not know, who is uh, understand or have been heard about my path, what I have done for this sport as well. Yep.
0: yep. I think that that is a, that is a huge goal of of this podcast today, because we had, we heard from many guests that. Um, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it wasn't that easy as it is today to find training um, opportunities, also to find opportunities to fight. And then um, some someone with the name of Augusto Frotto came along. Can you, can you tell us a bit about you and your, um, and your path in, in, in fight sports?
2: Yes, it's pretty much. I was, uh, I was um, I, Sports changed my life in a certain way because when I was like seven to eight years old, I had a problem in my lungs. So um, doctor said to me, I would have to do sports like swimming. So they would not have to operate. And then my first sport was swimming and that, and I competed in the national level in Brazil. And then I was, soon as I was fixed, my, my uh, uh, chest was no longer because I had like a hole in the chest and you know, all you could see visually was fixed. And then I moved into soccer, you know, and then I got the scholarship to play in the US as well. And I was competing uh, in the under 17 years old, but was only 13. I was get pay- getting paid already to play soccer. But then uh, people start to beat me in the soccer field, you know, because I was tiny and running a lot. And then I start to enjoy having fun fighting, you know, so was in the soccer field that I discovered my fighting skills, you know, and that certain way gave me pleasure, you know, so I was just felt I'm in the wrong sport. I, I have to change because that gave me pleasure and running behind the ball. And uh, like in the rain, the cold, I said, I'm going to do something individually, you know, and it's the same time that was 2000 and uh, uh, 94, Ninety-five, when Brazil won the World Cup in, in the U.S., that's why they uh, had the 50 best players from Brazil and gave scholarships. I was one of them. And then at the same time, I saw Royce Gracie, you know, uh, fighting in UFC, beating all those guys and had a martial art with the name of my country, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I wanted to discover that, you know. So I went to a school in Brazil, in Brasilia, you know, capital of Brazil, because I went back to Brazil. And a tiny girl uh, trained with me, and she submitted like four times. You know, and know, I asked the coach, "Is that she's a world champion or something like that?" No, no, she started jujitsu three weeks ago. And I said, "Damn, I, would, I gotta try this sport. And if this girl can beat me, I can become very dangerous because I was skinny as well." You know, so was my impression. And I tried many other martial arts, but jujitsu fascinated me by its efficiency. You know, I mean, so you cannot see the beauty in jujitsu. Just looking at, because it takes something else to understand, you know. So we just see people on the floor rolling, and you do not understand. There's a whole planet behind. You got to try. So if you have to convince any friend of yours to try Jiu-Jitsu, you got to, you know, don't only show. You have to bring him to try, you know. So basically it was that. And later on, I started to train Jiu-Jitsu, and I went back to U.S. to uh f- to finish my degree in international business that I started to study in brazil and i never left jiu jitsu was there as well that i uh met nogueira you know i became a student for nogueira uh, as a purple belt before i was under Juquinha and after Marco, marcos aurelio and then i trained with with nogueira i always have amazing friendship with my ex coaches you know the one who i started Juquinha, uh, the the one who gave me blue belt, Marcos Aurelian. and I always ask them, I'm moving city, where should I go? Tell me with who should I train? And they always advise me in the right way. That's why I trained with Nogueira since the, the blue belt, end of my blue belt. And until I got the black belt, and, and he became a living legend of the sport, you know, and a good friend of mine, we lived together. And also, basically, the way I ended up in Switzerland is because I graduated in international business and I had some friends from Switzerland in US, and they asked me what I was studying. I said, International business. I got to know a guy who was a bank director here and said, I'll take your curriculum. And then I said, Yeah, I gave my curriculum, you know, and after two weeks, they're inviting me to interview in U- UBS Warburg in Opticon you know so and then suddenly I was in Switzerland working for Swiss Bank at the age of 22 but I had my passion you know I was the fighting sports and I tried some Jiu Jitsu schools in Switzerland and the time that I came I did not like the philosophy you know not saying that they're bad or good they're different you know and I thought that I had to go my own way you know find out uh, to, to have my own students you know so just to people, people see now, now Front Academy, Front Team is making now, I think, 20 years now, yeah. 20 years in Switzerland, you know, so we have uh, celebrate our anniversary next May, you know, 20 years in Switzerland. So the first three years I had to pay to teach classes, you know, because the students I had could not cover the rent four years, you know, so people ask, hey, Front Academy has a lot of students, you have a beautiful gym, your gym was in uh, the 10 best schools in the world, you know what I mean? So how do you do that? Say, yeah, you got to pay the price back then, you know what I mean? So we start something from zero, you know, I did not have to steal no one's students, I did not have to, you know, I had no uh, help for no one, you know, I started really from the ground, you know, so it's really hard, it was really hard for me, but when you have a passion, you do not uh, wait for immediate uh, immediate uh, reward. You know, you do it because you have a passion. And also many times I remember uh, having unpaid holidays when I was working in the bank just to, to, to fight in, in, in uh, London to go for training camp in Brazil. You no, know, I mean training camp, you know what I mean? I did my life from 20 to 30 was not fun because I uh, say, hey, you did not party. Not much. in that age, not much. Because the time I had, I love fighting. I love to be recognized for a little bit that I did. And I needed to use that time proper, you know. So I had all my focus on that. So uh, I remember when I started to train MMA in Switzerland, I had to go to Muren, drive one hour to the mountains there. And I came there. It was only like uh, Swiss hardcore guys from uh, president for Swiss Federation. And they had to make agreement that allowed me to train with everyone because I was not a federated athlete. And uh, in Zurich, I was doing sparring in most of Thai Box Academy. Everyone wants to kill me. That was good for me because make me tough. You know, nobody could kill me. You know, so <laughs> so <it> was really <laughs> okay. So I had to train Jujitsu with my own students. Uh, I had to train Thai Box, do sparring in Pongs' gym, and Dado's gym, and other gyms, and you know? also. I just went to Spartan days to that people, you know, and and went to and to train the wrestling. You know, nowadays it's really easy. You have everything in one roof, you know. And back in the days, you had to be a little uh, passionate, or, or not crazy, but passionate. Or, uh, I don't know, uh, back in the days, really th- only very tough people would uh, step in the MMA cage, you know, because it, it was a tough business, you know. And I remember we used to fight in Japan they send us the vhs you know tape with our opponent you know nowadays you have internet you have everything easy you know it's like it's much comfortable environment you know to study your opponent to get fights you know and yeah back in the days you had to be really serious in the business you know because it was only most of the people really tough you know okay so i leave you with the guys to ask me any question. that was a, a bit how i landed in switzerland you know, and you guys can ask me what you want now for now. On. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> if you, if you say that you got VHS tapes, you're dating yourself, of course. And most of the people listening will not even know what a VHS tape is. So that's how long you have. VHS.
2: <laughs> so, and then when they went to grand house and they wanted to show some birthday filming, probably they will remember. <laughs> like, they take this big big tape you know what I mean, it's like a. Half of A4 in the middle, and I was like the big tape that's that the VHS, you know. So that was pretty much. Uh, many times you had to fight like gangsters, you know. I went to London, we had to fight gangsters that had like, in the public, like three hundred people, you know, like crazy, full of tattoos, uh, screaming, you know. So it was a tough. It was it was not it was not uh, was not for a banker for sure, you know what I mean? Then I was working in the bank, and for me it was really hard because in the bank I was the the guy who did not fit in, the sports person who does a, a, a sport for primitive people, fighting sports, I always not understand for everyone. takes something to understand. And the, the same time, the fighting sport, oh, this is the playboy who works in Swiss bank, you know what I mean? Can he fight? And I always had to prove to people. So my whole life, I had to prove inside the bank. Uh, that I was good enough. I had to prove outside the bank that I was good enough. And I had students. I had, as well, responsibility to train my students, you know. So was always on me, you know what I mean? So everything. So I did not have an easy path, you know what I mean? Of, because if I would like only one thing, that would be easy in my life, you know. But liking too many things and the day having 24 hours and you have to sleep at least six, it makes tough, you know. All right? Great, crazy yes was it yes. was
1: this always um, was this always the path for you because you started was it in brazilian jiu jitsu to end up doing also mma was that like a normal thing
2: no that uh, i blame nogueira you know because oh. nogueira was here visiting me and then he he started to train with me and he asked me to put the gloves one time, and he started to beat me, you know. And he thought, like, this guy could resist me? He can fight, you know what I mean? And then he called Martin the Young, you know, the manager from Golden Glory, you know, Martin de Young, yes. uh, trainer for over and all these guys, said, hey, find a fight for my student in, in Switzerland. He would fight. And he set up a fight for me I did not even know, so I had no choice. I had to go, you know, your master say, hey, you fight, you got to fight. You know, so I had a, a clean amateur career with 12 wins in amateur fighting, you know, so short to Holland, you know, so as the only time, only place you could actually fight amateur, you know, so then I always took students from me, you know, to, I was trained them as well. So that's how it started. And after you are in the ring or in the cage, being like a martial artist, you know, doing but everything, uh, everyone—I mean, there's no one who does is is in love with martial arts striking or throws, or, or or jiu-jitsu who would not say MMA is beautiful because it's like uh, the whole as a triathlon from fighting sports, you know, it's like a connection for everything. Like, we need really to be a specialist to understand the fundamentals of each martial arts and understand as well the intercession point between them. When to use what, you know what I mean? So it's really beautiful on that you know but it takes again you know it's not for everyone to understand our sport you know so people think sometimes normal uh people playing soccer and breaking the feet and crash each other you know it's like uh, mma jiu-jitsu all the sports we have even if you try to break the other one's feet break the other one's arm it won't break you know what i mean so playing soccer and doing other sports skiing you know you have money. Ask the physiotherapist, you know, oh, but you cannot compare because jiu-jitsu, people don't train as much as soccer. But still, there is a rate that you can calculate per capita, still you're going to see how it's huge, uh, you know what I mean, the, the difference, even if you think our oh, sport is violent, you know, so no sport would ignite so much the psychological way, you know, like a uh, great fighter, what builds a great fighter? Technical level, physical level and mental level mental toughness how can you how tough you are to react in certain situations you know so it's really like you under pressure you know so if you learn how to deal with these elements you don't need to be perfect in each one of them you just need to be synchronized and have each one of them and know when to use them you know so that's what builds a, a perfect athlete and if you do not have a strong mental you know what i mean uh to be able to 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 be cool in hard situations you know what i mean it's really tough and this makes uh this sport really interesting you know okay
0: what do you what do you think from from the time you started around 2002 until up until now um what what changed the most in the perception of of mma in the in the sphere what what uh do people still think the same way about it
2: no, I think now um, there's a lot of um, the wannabes. You know, I always find there's a lot of people who want to fight to look tough. There's people who really love this sport. And and now it's, it's, it's like it's tough in one way, it's easier in other way. You know, why it's tough? Because if you want to become a professional, it's tough than before. Because there's not many events around anymore, you know, like that's UFC and all the middle class, middle size events, they're all gone because they cannot profit. They cannot have sponsors, you know, and you have some amateur events, you know, it's really tough because I know I had show to Switzerland, Heat FC, and I talked to people. I mean, most all the people who build the event in Europe, I know them personally. So. Uh, UFC is, has a full monopoly, you know, and, and everyone wants dreams to fight in UFC, but what's the way to get there, you know? You understand? It's really mm-hmm. tough, and it's easy because there's a lot of um, uh, uh, un- 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 unprepared people uh, fight each other, you know, and looks like a great fight, a great match, you know, and they do it not because they love, they do it because they want to be cool, you know what I mean? They want to have the Instagram uh, uh, front, you know what I mean? They want to to show off a bit, you know. That's a whole generation, but still, a lot of people out there that dream uh, to do a perfect career, to dream to that, you know. But a lot of people as well doing just because to look tough, you know, to look cool, whatever, you know. So that's, but that's the the hard thing is to become a professional. Easy thing is everyone, even if poor skills, can step in nowadays. And, and play that they, they know something, you know. So it's like more or less this paradox, as I think. Yes.
0: Vladimir. Yes. I think I think we lost Vladimir. I'm 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 just trying to reconnect. Him Let, let's let's find him again. Yeah, yeah. i I think he's here. Vladimir, bist Yep, back. Okay. You have a question for Augusto? Yeah. Me. Yes. A thousand. Let's go. <laughs> you have been
1: teaching so for, for, for such a long time because i think this was kind of like from the beginning when you came to switzerland you, i mean you, you you got into this role as a teacher because there was nobody else there like um i i remember I, I started like i think it was like it must be about 20 almost 20 years ago and the teaching has changed a lot which? What did you change about your teaching, and and what is your philosophy now?
2: About teaching, uh, you know, before we had to go to the gym to learn Jiu-Jitsu, You know, we had to to have this connection with the teacher. You know, be always there. You know, now the world. You know, I mean, everyone's look into uh, going to internet to to look positions to. To discover new things, you know, so uh, teachers has to be extremely upgraded, you know, to do things that they are not even using. And the biggest thing I learned is through that time teaching people is that our job is to deliver the message for people with different mindset, you know, so, and, you know, teaching, uh, uh, like learning is like you see it, you hear. You do the position, that's the first set. And then you have to do the position under stress. You know, has to work under stress in the sparring, you know. And the last thing is to teach the position. So I think only when you complete all these parameters and you have a strong uh, uh, emotional intelligence to dealing with people, you become a good teacher. And I don't believe um, when you're young age, uh, you can teach. Uh, good jujitsu, you know, to people you need to have, you know. I even was talking that with directly IBJF you know. They should create even uh, parameters for who actually could teach jujitsu, you know, because it's, uh, it's not only about the teaching positions You understand? There's a lot of uh, yeah. responsibility in being a teacher, you know. There's a lot of responsibility, you know. So everyone dreams to become a teacher, to become a leader you know, but not everybody deserves that that position. There's a lot of power out there, you know. So a lot of the changes, there's a lot of opportunities in the market, a lot of people who want to have the living, you know. And it's really hard to define what's the best school now for you today. They, they always ask me, what's, what's the best school for you? I mean, best school is the one who fit into your goals, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not school A, B, or C, or D. You have to know what are your goals first. You know, you have to know the schedule. You have to know the philosophy. You have to see the structures, and also then that's the best school for you. You know that will fit in your goals. You know, so so I think the biggest change is the evolution of the internet, and the 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 number of teachers multiply nowadays. You know, and there is a low uh, how do I say requirements to become a teacher nowadays. You know, back in the days to become a teacher, you had to to really uh, um, you know show efforts you know you had to had to learn you know what i mean from the source you know so times change a lot you know so that's the way it is now i still keep training you know people i love what i do but i cannot do a simple class i need to work in fundamentals why in this position aspects of defense you know what i mean uh yeah that's, that's a tough uh job if you really want to go deep in the roots of every detail you know that's the way i like to teach all right
1: Some school these days, they say, or or some, some philosophies say in the beginning, when you, when you teach somebody jujitsu for the first time, you should always start with, with defense. He should first learn how to defend himself before he can learn how to attack because he, in the beginning, he's he's most of the time he's going to be in a defensive position. So if he feels comfortable there.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. If this person is putting into a class with a discrepancy of belts, discrepancy of technical levels, but if he's yeah. put into introduction class of jiu-jitsu, he should learn everything because the other person he sides is going to be in the same level as him. So he's not going to understand about attack. Enough. So they're going to learn attack. At the first sight, together, you understand? You understand? He's not going to be dealing the first three months with a blue belt. Probably if you're going to be dealing with a blue belt, he truly has to learn mostly defense because he's going to be in a position of uh, being uh, attacked the whole time. You know what I mean? So we always split those beginners, put them together into a course of three months, you know, and teach them how the attacks and, of course, how the defense in all situations. It's is very simple. It's like passing guard, guard, mount, side control, back mount, and standing. And yeah. in this sixth situation, you are doing three things, attacking, defending, controlling. Yeah. Finish jiu-jitsu. You understand? So yeah. why I would only train defense, why I would not use the capacity of my students Uh, you know uh, uh, for being attacked sometimes attack is the best defense but then the right way is to put those people at the same level together so then you do not have this uh, this um, how do I say this misunderstanding that someone has only to learn defense at the beginning you know but all right I hope I was clear
1: yeah absolutely uh, you also mentioned that uh, when you first started MMA, uh, the landscape was very different. Uh, how people were addressing MMA to now. Now MMA became—it's not mainstream, but it's uh, well in some in some countries it is actually mainstream. What would you attest this change to? Why why this change or, or what happened?
2: Vladimir, I wish I could have started my career path in this time now. You know because. MMA do have a better image than back in the days, you know. I remember the first MMA fight event uh, I did in Switzerland. You know, I was risking people saying the police would come, you know. I and mean? I think you were there as well, right? This is uh, get Hoerid, yep. yep. right? When yep. was that? 2000, oh God, that? 2001. You know, yeah, so was that was crazy, you know. And can you imagine, even to get a hall, what you guys going to do? Oh, we're going to do some boxing. If you're gonna see, would say back on the day that, uh, you know, but and then the guy came, the manager, I remember back on the day, but they are hitting the floor. Is that not that that fight, aggressive fight? This was in the middle of the event already. See, something is wrong. I'm gonna ask the referee, and I just left, you know.
0: Was this the event where Anderson Silva was at Gates at or
2: was this later? No, no, it was not Gates was um, What's the name of it was in Valizel? I'm sorry. Was uh, in bloody what, uh, yeah was in What's Valizale, the name of the where, place? Uh, the, when Alisson
1: was the referee. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was there, you know. And, and I was really, it was really bad for me because I had a uh, first wife, was Swiss, you know, that she was... There and I brought her whole family, you know, really traditional Swiss family, and I put them in a the table, you know what I mean? So that was that was the end of my uh, my good relation, my good terms. No, they still speak to me afterward, but it was really like, how do I say? It? They are really like think that I'm not normal, you know, having this bunch of guys hit each other <laughs> in the floor, you know, screaming around, and I had like a pol- afraid of police to be coming. That was the first professional MMA event in Switzerland that we can right yeah. Vladimir correct if yeah. i'm wrong yeah
1: yeah no 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 that's the that's the first yeah yeah definitely
2: and then and then was done there and i i practically did everything i went from building fight cards to picking people in the airport checking in them in the hotel i train all my fighters i fight myself i corner people I uh, unbuilt the ring the other day. I paid the, you know, I had to do everything to learn, you know, everything. And I was not in a comfortable environment, you know, because it looks like I was doing something uh, illegal, you know, when I was not doing anything illegal, you know. So nowadays it's like this idea, this mindset, you know what I mean? That was something like for criminals, something for bad people, you know. It's gone. So you don't fight against this discrimination anymore, you know. It's something beautiful because... A lot of people get well-known in the mainstream and then clean up a bit the image. Oh, you do the same sport as Anderson Silva. You do the same sport as McGregor. You do the same sport, you know. This must be cool, you know. So it helps a lot nowadays. But uh, as I told you, you know, it's very difficult to build uh, events, like solid events, uh, like that you could make a career after you go to UFC, you know. So before we had a lot of medium events, but they cannot survive, you know. So because it's sponsorships is really short, you know. There is a brave from uh, Bahrain, uh, Bahrain government that is sponsoring. There is as well warriors from Emirates, but everything like money from government that's helped. There's some in Poland, right, uh, Vladimir?
0: Yeah. KSW.
2: You know, yeah. KSW. You know. So yeah. I mean, that you can count in the hand, you know, like in your in your full hand, the events we have, and before we had a lot, you know, like and but now like it's really hard to grow and that's there's a lot of fighters a lot of people who wants to fight they're crazy to have a fight you know to build a career you know and there's nothing else anymore like there's amateur events and then some middle but to get in these middle size events is very tough you know so it's getting uh, i mean of course the last two years we have almost nothing but it's getting harder you know so I wish we could have more professional MMA events because there is a, it's a huge market for people who wants to fight, you know. And I wish as well that uh, sponsors would look after that. But it's really, really tough, you know. So everyone was speaking, like, ah, in 10 years, it's going to change everything in Switzerland. We have 20 years and still did not change. No company is going to sponsor an MMA event You know, they would give money for charity that they can, uh, that the taxes, but they will never give to MMA event because they don't want association of a a picture of a guy in the floor with blood and in the company, you know, so it's, it's really, really tough, you know, so they don't want to risk, even if they enjoy, they do not want to risk, you know, okay.
1: So speaking about uh, professional MMA events, just before the pandemic hit, you had a few, um, orga- uh, a few events organized. Hit FC—that's that's your baby. That's what you started. Uh, tell us about. Tell us a little more about Hit FC.
2: No, Hit FC was an event that um, I had a dream to do it. You know, I did in Switzerland. It was a lot of investment. You know, of course, I had support for some friends, but it's it's investment. You know, you have to do investment because you have lights that cost 25k, you have event venue that cost 30k. You know, you have personnel, you have fighters. You know, we had like a lot of people, ex UFC, ex Bellator, that fought for us. I think Francis Nogu was even in the card last time, and his opponent did not show up. You know. Mm-hmm. in Valizel as well, uh, in the mm-hmm. hall there, you know, so we have a, a lot of, uh, we had the Va- Veronica Macedo that fight for us mm-hmm. and after went directly to UFC. We have Bush camp as well that fought there. We had uh, Rainier, you know, fighting Francis. for us and uh, yeah. Francis as well. Yeah, Francis Nogu, yeah. R- Rainier derida you know, the 1FC champion, double champion yep. there, you know, yep. as champion. well, black belt, black belt for myself as this guys are one of my black belts as well. So, he, uh, a lot of good people fight here, you know, so, and uh, I wish to continue that. And that's why we started to do amateur events now once a month. And we probably going to do it again, professional events from next year, May, June, next year, we plan to start to do professional events again, you know. So that will be fun, but it's a long term, you know what I mean? So if I really wish to have uh, career based in, in, in and, and good finance, how would that be you keep working for the bank, but I choose passion, and with passion there's a lot of investment, hard work and things doesn't come how you plan but you have fun, and that's what I decided to do in my life, was not always chasing the the comfortable way of living and boring, but uh, chasing the, the fun way and do adventures, you know, that's that's what I do, that's why I love what I do
1: do you in your spare time also watch MMA like UFC or Bellator or PFL? Or-
2: I only watch I only watch my friends fighting, you know. I'm very uh, strange who in who IU, you, you know, like like uh, I'm I'm like a very weird guy because I play soccer professionally in the US and I don't hmm. like to watch soccer. You know, I fight, and I don't like to watch fights, you know what I mean? I don't know why, you know. So I tell you, to honest, you guys, I do not like, you know. It's just like when I have free time, I want to watch anything that has nothing to do with what I do when I'm in the gym. Also, I'm at home. I watch any series, but I don't want to see jiu-jitsu, you know. I I, I really admire you guys who have a mat at home, you know what I mean? So I don't want to have anything jiu-jitsu to do at home, you know. You yeah, understand? I want to have, uh, you know. Must be a crazy sensation as I have a girlfriend who trains with you and go home with you talk about jujitsu. I don't want to nothing to do with any girls that does jujitsu. It well. must be horrible to live like twenty-four hours jujitsu, you know. So we have to be a little bit off of things, and also. But uh, yeah, I'm friend uh, for many guys, like for UFC, for Max Pride guys, and you know? also I. But there's a lot of new names it good, you know, that I never, you know, they always change. I, you watch now, one month uh, UFC, and then after one year, you watch again, nobody's there anymore, like, you and changes everything, you know. So I, I stopped to follow because it's like too many names to memorize, you know what I mean? So yeah. many names to memorize, but a lot of good people, you know, and I really think... Don't get me wrong, but I had this idea. I wanted to do uh, amateur events as well for people over 40, you know, because some people have dream to fight as well. And these guys over 40, they're pretty fit as well. They have a chance as well to do a dream of them, do MMA amateur fight, you know what I mean? They cannot be fighting a kid of 20 years old full of uh, protein, creatine, you know, training the whole day, nothing to do, you know. So they should have a chance as well, you know. So I don't know why in the U.S., you know, big – Events they do not have as well category because the guys like guys like Nogueira, Randy Couture, these whole guys really uh, that has a good fan base, you know, could be fighting still and could put up a show, but you cannot be fighting a guy uh, full of pro hormones with twenty years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's tough. You know what I mean? So I I don't see why not these people not that i want to fight again uh, guys because i'm over 40 say so, hey he's creating this rule because he don't want to fight with the young kids so, i'm not good to fight five rounds but one round i can still beat a lot of these kids you can believe me you know so <laughs> i don't plan to fight myself you know uh mma but it's still you know so it's just idea why not yeah
1: actually there is an organization where there's a lot of old guys it's called bellator <laughs>
2: really so you can apply that if you're over 40 over 40 said <laughs> but what, what I, I ask you now i ask you now what, what what do you see in a fight uh with the guys over 40 like uh, do you see any difference as a spectator you know what do you see when you have two guys over 40? do you see anything like what what's the 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 bad uh, like if there's something not cool what would be in your point of view i ask you that now
1: no i don't i don't care i watch it because if 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 the two guys are kind of at the same level i don't care it might be a good fight now now you said that probably a 40 year old guy fighting like a 20 something year old guy is probably not Good because the, the the athletic ability is probably lacking, or or maybe the conditioning, maybe not even the conditioning, but just the the quickness and and everything.
2: And, and yeah, now the response? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. we, we now have we now have um, champions that are forty two years old in the UFC. So that that might be that might be a, uh, an outlier, but it depends on the weight class. I would say yeah. I, I I think that. Most of the heavyweights at 30 years old are not pretty good. So if they, if you have heavyweights fighting at 40 and 50, yeah, I, I, I don't want to watch it.
2: But uh, yeah, it's because it's a more mass to move. You know, it's more mass to move. A lot of mass. Let, 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 let's say you have a chico Cento that's older, and you have a bus. <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's like <laughs> our 40 is like you see it. as old, 20 years old, like 20 years old use. You know what I mean? So you see it. To, to, I agree with you. I mean, yes, I agree. There is a sense on that.
0: Yeah, we had very good strikers at, at around 40, also at, at Rice, for example. I, I think it, yeah. really, it really depends on the matchup and, and who did prepare these guys to do it after 40. Has to be more, a bit more okay. health check for sure, but I I don't care. I just I, I like to watch fights, and if if the matchups are good, uh, I I don't see yes. why you couldn't fight at uh, over forty. That's that's basically the, the point. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Very good. So, what's next? For
0: for the one question I want to ask it because you have been at this sport for a long time. What what would be the thing that disappoints you the most in the
2: sport in the sport uh, not recognition by sponsorship you know I mean it's very tough that you get sponsorship you know to be recognized you know as a sport because you have to be a pioneer you have to explain you know if I do tennis I don't have to explain what's tennis you know so if I do jiu-jitsu I do MMA I always have to explain you know what it is And as well, uh, when you invest in a lot of fighters, a lot of, uh, how to say, uh, training people, you know what I mean? So invest a lot of your time, travel a lot, you know, and after time, when your lifestyle changes a bit, you cannot build these people anymore. So it's like you have to restart again because people move on, you know what I mean? So you have to really... I always have every certain amount of time. You have hours to create new champs. You have hours to invest more time in you know, order. It's not the easy path, and that's normal for everyone, from the big coaches to the smaller coaches, and also it's like probably uh, to a lack of sponsorship and a lack uh, and and the the scenario of uh, being investing a lot in people a lot of hours in fighters, managing people, going over weekends to events, you know what I mean? And these things doesn't, in the long run, doesn't give you anything. It gives experience as a coach and people fight for your team. But in the end, those own people would like uh, probably put a gym close to yours you know, and tell that they are better than you. You know, So that's, that's what, you know, things that happen in the sport and we cannot avoid, you know what I mean? That's normal situation for every part. That's, uh, 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 a negative point for me that can't be avoided is the way it is. Yeah.
0: Craziest thing that ever happened to you during your fighting career?
2: I will probably I will not cannot say these things I, here, man. Your you podcast, can. you know, I don't want to, illo- I don't want you know, the audience. <laughs> We're only, only three guys talking. <laughs> you, so, so, so. Okay, nobody's listening, right? Oh, so, no. uh, I don't know, crazy thing you related to what? You can be specific. I work pretty much a lot of crazy people, you know, so, if we talk here, I remember all the stories, you know, so, but there's a lot of uh, weird stuff, you know, but, The the fun thing is I cannot mention names because these people are really, really famous people, and you guys gonna put me gonna put me in a position of of of, uh, I I personally, I'll tell you loads of stories, but right here, I cannot, uh, like uh, you know, because if it's a random guy, you're not gonna laugh so much, but if you know who is, like, behind those stories, you know what I mean, you're gonna laugh a lot but, um (laughs) <laughs> crazy things, like, uh, I don't know, I man, like, uh, some fighters that work as a bouncer, you know, get stabbed the night before and, and do sticks and want to fight in your events as well and the other day, you know what I mean, <laughs> do things like this.
0: Did you, do you have a, <laughs> a, a fight that sticks out, to, like, you, you you think a fight that was your best fight or your best experience in the cage?
2: I think best experience, uh, People maybe you're going to laugh about it, and you know, also fights that I, I lost uh, three fights in the career, win, I think, 13. And uh, I lost for Kenjo Zava, and I lost for Rumina Sato, and I lost for Danny Batten, you know? So yep. I can tell you uh disappoint me I, I you know you i could lose 10 times again for this this uh danny Beton and and kenji ozawa you know in a tactical level but i think the weight cut on those fights was key for me because i was supposed to fight five rounds with danny betton for the belt of cage warriors and i was i would say I was winning the fight for second round and I could not come up with the fourth and fifth round because I did wrong weight cutting and took diuretics, you know, think that you should not do it, you know. You should really take care. It's not, guys, if you young fighter, you know, take care. It's not only about losing weight. It's losing, cutting weight and keeping performance. Everyone can, can, can get the weight, but wins the fight, who cuts the weight and keep performance. If you, in the weight cut, you cut performance as well. You know, you're not going to be the same guy in the other day. And and think maturity, you know, with the time you learn. And then afterwards, I got so good in weight cutting, I could help even a lot of guys, like really professional guys, even guys fighting UFC, you know, with weight cutting, you know. So I really knew quite a lot after these two losses, you know, because of weight cutting, you know. So with Kenji Ozawa, I lost. Kenji Ozawa uh, had a belt from Shoto in Japan during many years from the 61 kilo, you know. And, you know, for him, I had like cramps in the, in the leg the night before. I could fight. But when you fight with a uh, bad weight cut, the energy does not come back. You know, it looks like you are like in hangover. You know, you had, uh, you were you sl- you too long in the sun, you know, they get hydrated. And also, that was uh, a big, uh, big thing for me. You know, I don't care if I'm losing for a cut, you know, like I lose for Ruina if I had a cut in the head, you know. So, but losing because of, caught in bad weight and losing the fight that's disappointing because it's, it's your own responsibility no? it's not the glory of the other guys not your your it's your own failure you know you lost the fight even before the fight i think you know
1: i remember uh, when you fought kenji osawa uh, when you were preparing in zurich and you told me that you have to fight i think it was like short notice as always japanese people do um and you yes. told me, it's 61 kilos. I thought, like, this is not even possible because you you were weighing, like, 65 at the time and it was, like, <laughs> no fat. So when you got down to, like, 63 or 62, you, you looked like a ghost,
2: like, dying. me, you know, I, I did a mistake in the weight cutting and I took... Uh, I took diuretics, you know, and before go to the waiting, I didn't know because you already dizzy if I had taken or not diuretic, I'd take another pill. You know what I end up waiting before that fight? Fifty-eight kilos. <laughs> <laughs> wait <laughs> not wait. But, uh, fight five stage Training with the students in Zurich, flying one day before the event, taking short This is abuse on my part, right? I mean, and he just got Akatami like seconds before the last round, the seconds before finish the last round, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you understand? You know how, you know, you see it like, you see it if you're in a healthy stage, you can lose. But, you know, it's glory for him, you know, because he did the correct weight cutting, you know, but... You know, it's not a question of technically, you know, was was performance because I did the wrong thing, you know, the weight cut. And a lot of fighters, friend of mine as well, they learned this lesson, you know, about the weight cutting, you know, that's a big, big thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. you understand? So, it's a big thing, you know. So, you, you, if you do the good weight cutting, you're, like, strong. If you don't do the good weight cutting, you feel, you know, you cannot bring the performance You, how you train the last two, three months, you know. So, it's for nothing. So, be very careful, you know, so everyone who try to fight uh, professional MMA say, yeah, I can cut weight for six months. like, brother, you are in starting a career. It's too much elements that you care already, technically, mentally. So you're going to put another attribute trying to cut four kilos, right? So be comfortable, fight at, uh, let's say you are 80, fight, uh, you're 82, fight until 80. You know, after you get used to the performance, to the sh- mental stress, to the physical stress, then you you can try to cut weight at a 76. But to do too much at once in the beginning of career can screw up everything, you know. So I did not have a coach close to me on the time. I had to make decisions. Even back in the day nowadays you can look everything in the internet back in the days internet even to to connect internet you had to wait you know what i mean one minute until you had the actual internet you know because you click and you see the button you know loading 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 You didn't have enough things uh, to research internet you know so it was really really tough that's why i say that's a bad thing about the past you know now we ha- we had too less information now we have too much information you know where to look it's too much. There's thousand different uh, information about weight cutting. You know what's the right one? You know, but in, back in the days you had nothing online. You know, yeah. so we had to listen to people who has a different body type than you, different age, different aspects of uh, bio bi- biological aspects, and you had to integrate the same diet for you. But people are different. You know, people are different. Uh, has different metabolism. You know, so that was uh, something bad. You know, so. That's the story about the this scenario.
1: Last, this, last thing. I know from, we we uh, took up a lot of your time, but I I, I have I. No, I no, it's not. You. It's
2: not. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you've been around Nogueira when he in japan you you traveled with him to japan during the the absolute heydays of of mma in japan during the pride days uh, what, what what was the atmosphere back then what what was the the vibe how did people react
2: to the yeah, fact i you think a uh, look you had uh you had the uh, tokyo dome that's a place for i think when there is soccer game you can be uh 80 000 persons there inside yeah. you know in the MMA events, because you could put actually chair as well in the field park. We had sometimes the end of the event, hundred thousand people, you know, Mm -hmm. and you could see these people, you could not realize that people, you know, when you have a picture or you have a, I don't know, a, a a pen uh, full of rice, you know, you just see the heads, like some little things, you know, this painting, you know what I mean? So, was more or less that way, you know, and like, like it was insane, their energy, you know. So I think for me, um, to be able to be in a pride event, a pride venue, and see how everything was, it that was a life dream, you know what I mean? Like uh, anyone who loved MMA and would know that pride will be finished should have taken a chance going to Japan and seeing one time what I saw it, you know, that was insane and i love the matchups i love that uh different different characters that have been to pride you know what i mean and one thing i really love about japanese culture is that even if you lose you know they respect you a lot you know because you're brave you know in america like if you win you're the guy if you lose you know what i mean so they put a lot of corporate pressure on you you know so besides already have the whole stress of training, you have to have like corporate pressure, like, yeah, you have to win, you have to win, you have to win, you know, but the guy put an awesome fight, you know, and some guys win and bring up boring fights, you know, so how we get rid of this mentality, you know, so I love the the old times in Japan, you know, to Japan and Pride Japan and like, really had a different atmosphere, you know, so I wish that good times will come back, you know, for sure, I'll be always watching again, I'll be going there to watch at least
1: yeah, we're missing these days. Yeah, that was that one those were the days. The, the, old, good the old guys the, the old
0: guys reminiscing here. But I, I have I have one last question from my side. Um Augusta, what, what annoys you the most about Vladimir?
2: <laughs> Vladimir um he, come, he 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 comes to train sometimes a full week and disappear for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't do the same in the podcast, otherwise, I have to work alone. Matthias, yeah, You know? know
0: sometimes, sometimes he doesn't appear just, just, No, uh,
2: guys, you know, I, I just leave like the last lines here to tell you guys, you know, I, I mean, you guys are driven by passion as well because each one of you guys have have a uh, own work you know you don't work with that and you know how the scene are uh, quite small in switzerland you know and you guys i was trying to bring things together build amateur events as well vladimir is following me up for my uh, MMA like uh, passion or you know, trying to do events fighting training people you know and struggling uh, many times you know to, to have this common uh, goal, you know, what I mean, to, to see MMA fights, to see people fighting, you know. So we need to recognize more work of you guys, you know what I mean? Because you guys are the real deal in this sport, because some kids come and go after, you know what I mean? So a lot of guys come and try to be the best in MMA, talk a lot and disappear, you know. But the essence, you know, the people who really stay, who really represent the sport, when you go out, you speak like, yeah, you know this guy, yeah, we know them, they are there since then, you know what I mean, so it's the, how constant, how how uh, involved, in, and with consistency is the right word that you guys have, I was doing something positive um, in this small country with a very different culture for the fighting spirits and gospels, you know, so that's uh, mm-hmm. a, a big uh, I, I cheer up for you guys, you know, that you're doing that, and you, you save as well your time to dedicate to the passion the way, best way you guys can, you know, so keep doing what you're doing and spreading uh, every little news, every, you know, different characters from this sport, you know, that um, some people, you know, like me, I would always appreciate and, and notice as well, you know, and I'll, uh, every new project you have, you can count with me as well. I'll be there to help you guys, okay?
0: Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Augusto. Have a wonderful evening, and hope to see you soon. Thank
2: back you. to the mat now, okay? Hope to see you guys soon, okay? Thank you. Have a great evening.
1: Bye bye.
2: Thank
0: you. You too. <laughs> bye bye. Good. We will switch back to Swiss German. Jetzt können wir wieder anders <laughs> It is It is. Ja, es ist auch immer so no. schwierig, zum zum die ganze Zeit hin und her wechseln, aber weißt, was macht man nicht alles. Als er, gesagt hat, ich er ja gesagt hat, wir sind schon von Anfang an dabei und so konstant habe ich denke wir, wir sollten schon lange draußen sein. <lacht> 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 das ist völlig punktes, dass wir immer noch dabei sind. <lacht> ah ja, ich meine, ich habe nie, nie professionell kämpfen und auch nie, nie irgendwie das Bedürfnis Nein. dazu gehabt. Aber ich habe irgendwie auch mit 19 oder mit 20 Jahren angefangen in einem abgefuckten estrich schmieden ich yeah. Es ist so... Also, ich meine, was willst du machen, oder?
1: Ja, ja, du. Aber ich habe irgendwie das Gefühl, wir sind immer noch da. Ja, irgendwie in 20 Jahren noch.
0: Also, ich hoffe es irgendwie auch nicht, aber vielleicht auch doch. <lacht> Jemand hat mal gesagt, Mama. I've been doing this my whole life. It would be insane to stop now. Ich glaube, das Ja, <lacht> 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 ja genau.
1: Oder <lacht> Jetzt kannst du wieder nicht mehr aufhören. Nein,
0: wenn du jetzt aufhörst, dann geht ja. es nicht gut.
1: Es, ist, es gibt ein point of no return, wie man sagt.
0: Ja, hör jetzt, der Augusto, ich meine, es ist, äh, ja. ja, er hat, äh, da, da, da kann man vielleicht ein Promille von dem halt antö- antönen in der, in der Stunde, wo man da mit ihm reden, in den 20-30 Minuten. Und mhm. Also ohne ihn gibt es MMA in der Schweiz nicht in dieser Form, das ist also ganz ist
1: Ja, das ist so,
0: ja. Ähm, ja. Es, gibt, es gibt die, die Early-Shooter-Sachen nicht, ich meine, das ist ja eigentlich auch absurd gewesen, oder du hast eigentlich Shooter gehabt, wo irgendein Anderson Silva im Publikum hockt Ja. wo niemand kennt, du hast Hit FC Veranstaltungen mit also Hit FC Veranstaltungen professionell sind durch nicht immer noch, ähm, Veranstaltungen mit dem besten Provi Level in Europa, wo du da über hast so Star Level und, und Profilevel, Level, oder?
1: Ja, ja, es sind ja ein paar nachher zu der UFC gegangen Veronica Veronika Massé hat gekämpft, er die ist jetzt die ist bei der UFC, ich glaube, jetzt mit, mittlerweile nicht mehr oder so. Nein, der, Fares, der Fares Siam, äh, ist wo der der Hit B. FC, Titel, er ist noch dabei,
0: genau. Du hast ja. den Francis Ngannou, du hast einfach, also, ich meine, das ja, ist das ja das eigentlich einfach nicht. auch. der Francis Ngannou war der, gewesen. ja, ja. Es ist einfach auch... Es hat einfach niemand interessiert in der Schweiz, das muss man ganz klar sagen. Also Hit HitFC-Veranstaltungen ja. hat niemand interessiert. Ich habe nicht mal irgendwie Leute, die ich so in meinem Umfeld habe, die die MMA gut finden, können dazu bewegen, dass sie kommen, oder? Ja, ja. Und das ist ja, eigentlich. Zuschauermäßig war es eine Katastrophe. Gewesen. Ja. ja. Und klar, man kann mit besseren Promotion machen, klar, es ist ein paar andere Faktoren. Aber es ist gleich, es, es, es zeugt von einem größeren Ansehen vom Sport immer noch. Mhm. Dass es einfach irgendwie aus irgendwelchen Gründen immer noch nicht gelangt. Dass es in der mhm. Schweiz einfach eine verdammte Katastrophe ist, was die Leute gut findet und was nicht. Wir- ja.
1: Ja, und ich meine eben, früher war alles so ein bisschen, so bisschen gsi. Er hat mal auf einer Rookie Night gekämpft, das weiß ich noch gegen irgendeinen einen, einen Brasilianer, der sicher 15 oder 20 Kilo schwer war. Und der ist irgendwie noch irgendwie so 24 Stunden vorher noch eingesprungen, so, dass er wirklich noch kämpfen konnte. So. Das war einfach alles so Zeug, so, es so, so, war, war völlig crazy. Aber so war so die Szene mal.
0: Ja, also ich meine, das, das, muss, das ist ja auch gut, dass es das sich bis zu einem gewissen Grad verändert hat. Er sagt auch, ja, ja, klar, ja klar, es stimmt ja, es haben mehr Leute, die irgendwie mal ein bisschen kämpfen und sonst ist ja eigentlich auch okay, Du brauchst ja du die, die Basis vom Amateur-Level, wo dann sich Leute herauskristallisieren, die auch profimässig etwas wettet können machen. Ähm, mhm. Das ist ja auch Mathematik, oder? Das ist im Kampfsport, denke ich, schon noch recht extrem. Also ich meine, wenn ich irgendwie in einem Gym bin, äh, letztes Gym, wo ich lang war, in fünf Jahren, war in Victus, ich meine, Auf den wo die angefangen haben, sind nach einem Jahr noch 10% der. Und jetzt, ist mhm. wenn du ich, wenn ich die laufe, ist wirklich eine dort, die laufst, ist mich noch einer dort, der vor vier Jahren angefangen hat. Ich glaube, das ist ein Turnover. Oder? Und darum ist es wichtig, dass man Leute, die wettet, kämpfen, mal in Plattform bieten. Das macht er jetzt wieder mit HitFC, mit Amateur-Series, mit Pro-Series. Wie viel das dann am Schluss werden wird sich zeigen. Aber ja, es braucht schon. Es braucht die Veranstaltung, es braucht Leute, die das, die das mal probieren können damit es vielleicht irgendetwas wird, aber wir sehen es ja selber bei unseren Events. Du machst einen riesigen Event und nicht einmal viel von den Kollegen von diesen Leuten marschieren auf, oder? Also,
1: das ja, wahrscheinlich ja, schon noch.
0: Ja. <lacht> ist, ist speziell, ja.
1: Genau, who Lass. cares, wir machen weiter.
0: Ja, ja, also ich habe immer gesagt, ich, ich brauche keine UFC oder so. ich gehe auch wieder in den Thai-Tai-Club kämpfen. Oder das, was der, ja, der, der äh, Musardo gezeigt hat, irgendwie so ein Box in irgendeinem Nachtclub, why not? <lacht> Finde ich geil. <lacht> ähm, hast du noch etwas, Metze? wo du, wo du willst, äh, den Leuten mitteilen
1: haben wir noch über Combat äh, <lacht> Ich
0: weiss nicht, ob wir das wollen. <lacht>
1: <lacht> oder müssen wir das? Nein, also, nein, nein.
0: <lacht> Look, es war ist, es ist ein ruhiges Wochenende. Es hat eigentlich ja. auch mal gut da Es war es eigentlich nicht irgendwie eine nennenswerte MMA-Veranstaltung. Es hat nein. in Amerika wieder mal einen Versuch gegeben. Das gibt es alle all ein, zwei Jahre. oder Der Luke vom, vom MMA-Love-Podcast Love from America sagt, dass MMA sei ein flat circle. Das heisst, es wiederholt sich einfach alles, all, all zwei, mm-hmm. drei Jahre. Und es hat wieder so einen gehabt, der tut irgendwie den Ring umbauen, dass wir haben es so einen Triangle gemacht. Ähm, und dort hat es äh, irgendetwas gegeben, was mit Kämpfen zu tun genau. Also, hat. Genau. Dort, dort hat es so
1: mod- modifizierte Boxregeln gehabt.
0: De facto ist es, und de facto es, fakt- ist es ein bisschen Boxen gewesen. Das hat, also mit MMA oder mit, mit irgendetwas mehr hat es ja eigentlich Nein. schon auch nicht viel zu tun gehabt.
1: Nein. Was mit MMA zu tun hat, ist Richtig. das einfach dass quasi ein Team MMA gegen das Team Boxen gekämpft hat. Genau. Und weißt wer gewonnen hat?
0: Ja, also das Team Boxen.
1: Nein, im Gesamten haben Team MMA gewonnen.
0: Sicher? Ich ja. Habe, ich sehe halt einfach, den, ich sehe, okay, der, der Frank Mir ist vom Kuvrad Pulef ausgenockt worden, also Standing. Da muss man dem Dan Miraliotto auch sagen, sollte vielleicht mal wieder einen anderen Job suchen. Ich meine,
1: also das war absurd, gewesen, was dort die Cheery-Leistung war. Also da hast du einen, der tor Und der und de Kubrat Pulev weiß nicht genau, was er jetzt machen soll. Soll er nur, nur mal eins fetzen, aber also der ist eigentlich Kubra, schon so.
0: Danke Kubrat Pulev, dass du den Ref-Part übernommen hast, oder?
1: Ja, genau.
0: <lacht> der de Mike Gut, Perry das ist hat es split ein gewonnen. Ich meine, da weiß ich jetzt nicht recht, warum das die gewonnen hat. Ich glaube, er ist selber auch ein bisschen überrascht gewesen. Ich finde, er
1: hat es super gemacht.
0: <lacht> er hat sehr super gemacht. Ich, ich
1: finde, er hat es super gemacht.
0: <lacht> ist ich
1: habe mich von Mike Perry... Äh, ich kann ich jetzt erwarten? dass er so mit, mit Weh in der Fahne und irgendwann so in der zweiten Runde ausgenockt wird. Er ist einmal am Boden gsi, aber er ist, äh, ist wieder raufgekommen und er hat es eigentlich recht gut gemacht. Er ist immer sofort reingekommen, hat dann und dann so im Clinch gehauen und so. Finde ich, hat es genau richtig gemacht. Und, und dass der Mike Perry mal wieder gewinnt, nach all diesen Jahren. Ja, aber ich, ich,
0: irgendetwas, man muss er Dann hast du noch Alexander Flores, der Matt Mitrione äh, besiegt. Darum weiß ich jetzt nicht ganz genau, wo du meinst, dass Team MMA gewonnen hat. Aber.
1: Ja, die vorher gekämpften, Nacimbo Arjeni haben da... Äh, also, glaube, jene MMA-Leute haben gegangen, der Darren Campos hat gewonnen. Okay, das stimmt, ja. Dann der, der Albert Tumanov ist plötzlich wieder aufgetaucht.
0: Der Albert, <lacht> Albert hat es auch mal wieder wissen
1: <lacht> der Albert hat es noch wissen und der hat auch gewonnen. Also, es war absurd. So w- w- er das Metallica-Konzert hat es noch gegeben. Ja, ich, es ich, glaube, bei dem äh...
0: Event, ich glaube, bei dem Event hat jetzt niemand gegangen. Sagen wir es mal so.
1: Nein. Und der Kubra Pulev hat noch gesagt, das ist ein neuer Sport. Da hätte ich sagen nein, das ist kein neuer Sport. Das ist einfach.
0: Eben, jemand Pit Rejoice. Also für die Leute, die jemand you know. Pit Fighting noch nicht gesehen haben, können auch Shock Fights schauen. Wir haben Battle Bank, also was heisst neu, oder?
1: Ja, yep. genau.
0: Ähm, you know. wir, äh, wir haben leider nicht mehr viel Zeit, logisch wie immer, aber ähm, für die, die gemeint haben, so, es ist schade und so, dass wir vorhin schon gelaufen haben, nächstes Wochenende ist ein Banger Card mit dem King of Rio, dem José Aldo. Oh, genau. Ich is meine. So Wer das Jose Aldo nicht gut findet, dann solltet äh. von dem Podcast unsubscriben.
1: Ja, schaltet ab.
0: <lacht> schaltet ab, kommt nie mehr zurück. Äh, ist, ist generell eine geile Card. Du hast ja so, du hast den Leonardo Santos wieder drauf. So ja. für die alten Leute übrigens unter uns, die das sehr gut finden. Also auch
1: äh, gegen einen alten, gegen den Clay wieder. Der ist
0: auch alt, genau, aber der Leonardo ist noch älter. Wir sagen alt ab 40, oder?
1: Ja, genau, ja, ja, das kann man sagen.
0: Äh, der Clay ist, glaube ich, 39. Und dann hast du den Rafael Fisiev, Du hast du Brandon Allen. Also das ist jetzt, da hat's jetzt wirklich, da hat's, das ist jetzt so eine, äh, eine Card, da gibt es nicht viel schlechtes Stoff.
1: ja yeah, yeah. es ist so ein bisschen, es sieht nicht nach viel aus, aber wenn man so etwas genauer anschaut, ist es recht gut.
0: Also wir haben so sechs, die- sieben, acht, neun, zehn, zehn Prelim fights und irgendwie fünf Main-Card-Fights, also es könnte noch ein paar Haus-Ks laufen.
1: Ja, ja, das ist mega. Der Manuel Cappe ist dabei, der, der Alex Morono gegen den Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall, einmal endlich wieder mal rum und so. Also, nein, nein, das ist, ist wirklich ein grosses Kino da. Ähm. Um, Suchst gibt's auch noch, uh, Bellator gibt's noch, uh, der kämpft um, Sergio Pettis gegen den Kyoji Horiguchi. Ich hab das Gefühl, bei Bellator,
0: Bellator. hat es alle Kämpfe schon mal gegeben. Also, es gibt ja, nie, klar. Es gibt nie einen neuen Kampf.
1: Aber das ist immerhin äh, mal zwei Junge und nicht irgendwie zwei...
0: Also jung Z-
1: Ja. <lacht> ja. Sergio Paddy, wahrscheinlich etwa 14, oder?
0: Also wenn man den de Sergio, nein, nein, der ist im Fall auch schon älter. Also es ist, ja, Kyochi Horoguchi ist sicher so alt wie du. <lacht> also, ich glaube, Mindestens. Jetzt, ich glaube, es führt zu nichts, deine Energie ist ein bisschen unten, aber ich glaube, es ist, es ist wieder mal ein guter Tag. Gewesen. Machen wir nächste Woche weiter, oder? Ich glaube, es war genug Pause. Gewesen.
1: Ja, 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 ja. Irgendetwas finden wir, genau. Du bist, du Zum Schwätzen
0: drüber. Du bist ready,
1: oder? Übrigens noch, nur noch ganz schnell für die Freunde vom Boxen. Mhm. Am Wochenende. Ähm, Teofimo Lopez gegen George Cambosas Jr. kann ich nur empfehlen. Schauen der den Kampf. Grandios. Super. Gewesen.
0: Sollte man da dazu sagen? Es ist nicht einmal <lacht> bare, Bareknuckle.
1: Nein, Bareknuckle ist. Da hat es wieder eine ganz schlimme Sache und so. Das ist jetzt mal <lacht> gut.
0: Wir äh, danken allen, die äh, ja. zulassen. Auch am Samstagabend am Event äh, hat mich jemand angesprochen als Spiritual Leader. Ich sehr, das freut mich sehr. Das ist mein Lohn. <lacht> <lacht> ich habe auch das Wort Granddaddy gehört. Yeah. <lacht> ich, von Leuten, die ich noch nie gesehen habe. Äh, das, 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 das bringt mir Joy. Ja, das freut mich. <lacht> äh, ihr könnt uns äh, wie immer ähm, mit der besten Bewertung bewerten und allen neuen Kolleginnen und Kollegen erzählen, dass ihr eure Skizze auch hören Und äh, findet uns auf mma-schlaf.com oder Instagram und Facebook, bla bla bla. Schickt uns Liebesbrief und freuen wir uns. Wunderbar. Schönen Abend. Danke auch. vielmals,
1: Metzi. Danke euch. Ciao zusammen.